0: Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code t 20 Cordemis. That's right. Redcon1.com. Alright guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America. I'm your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is May 9th, 2022, coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida. How's everybody doing? Sorry I missed y'all yesterday, but you know, it was uh, Mother's Day. Had to be there with the, uh, the wife and do wifely things. I was able to get a good workout in in the morning. Uh, courtesy of Redcon 1, of course, um, <clears throat> but then, you know, took my wife, my mom, and uh, daughters, and grandkids, and everybody out, we went out to dinner, uh, lunch, whatever, had a good old time, and uh, had to do the show today, so here we go, alright, I'm going to try and make it a quick show, because it's getting a little late in the day, and I gotta go to bed. I want to point out a couple of things, though, guys, if you could please everyone listening to this on Apple or uh, Spotify, I know for sure those are two apps that we that we're on that you can leave a review rating, whatever. So if you guys could hit that five star uh, review for us, please, that'd be great. Help us out. Um, and then go to our social media profiles, uh, Don't Tread on America on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us there. Um, doing more stuff on those things. We're trying to get enough attention, especially on the Facebook. So we're gonna start doing some Facebook live uh, shows. Uh, you know, sporadically. We're not gonna have anything scheduled per se, but you know, whenever we get a wild hair up our ass, we're gonna do a show. And uh, check out our TikTok. Don't tread on America on TikTok. Um, we're, I'm just basically what we're gonna do with the TikTok is. Obviously, guys that have been listening to the show, you know we like to drink a little bit. And so we're doing our drink recipes on the Ticker Talker. So you can follow us there. If you have any suggestions for drinks, uh, you can hit us up there. You can do it on Facebook and on Twitter at um, DTOM underscore 1775 also. But give us some ideas for drinks. Um, You know, just whatever you got. Um, Let us know. we'll do it on TikTok and we'll give you a shout out all right guys so let's get into the show so i'm going to be kind of all over the road i'm not going to lie to you but uh this uh article came across yesterday um and uh it says gasoline prices drop as biden takes further steps now it was a couple of weeks ago where he announced that uh they were going to change the the uh emergency fuel waiver to combat the, the higher uh price of gas he was changing the gas from the E10 to E15 uh you know that has the 15% ethanol versus the 10% which i i think is stupid my personal opinion on that yeah it's going to lower the price a little bit but it's also going to cause your engine to not run as clean therefore not running as efficient therefore you're actually going to use more gas so in the long run it's not really going to save you money it might seem like it's saving you money because if it cost you say forty dollars to fill your tank now, when this goes into effect, it might be thirty-seven dollars to fill your tank, but you might have to fill it more often. So, is it really saving you any money in the long run? No. But it's funny. So, <laughs> the article reads: Three weeks ago, the national average price of regular grade gasoline nationwide was uh, four seventeen a gallon. Today, it's down to four o two. Still considering the last time gas was that high during the Bush administration, the price of gas is causing legitimate pain. So that was in 08, they're talking about, which was the last time we had a pretty deep recession, which is kind of a telling statement in itself. Obviously, that means, (laughs) what are we heading for, right? But that was Sunday. And then today, (laughs) gas jumped again. So whatever. Whatever they're not doing the thing they need to do to combat the the gas issue. Period. I'm not going to d- dwell into this stupid ass article because it it makes no sense. Um he Biden is obviously their whole administration they don't give a shit about your gas in your gas tank. They're trying to say the right things to um to make it sound good, like they're really trying, like they really give a shit. Ultimately, they don't care because they want everyone to buy an electric vehicle. Uh, you know, so if you have sixty, eighty thousand dollars dollars laying around, just go buy a Tesla or whatever brand, and you'll be fine. Although that takes electricity, which also uses fuel, which also... So, I mean, you know, I saw, oddly enough, I saw a TikTok, and it was some random guy, and and he made a good point. So, I, I can't remember word for word how what he said but basically what he said was okay if you have a gasoline engine car you have whatever car you have runs on gas these cars have what you call an alternator okay so as the engine runs the alternator turns charging the battery that keeps your electrical system in your vehicle running so your car doesn't run off the battery the battery basically is there to ignite the engine to start the engine right and um what the alternator does as the engine is running and you're driving wherever uh, it charges back up the battery but it also allows you to use your radio and your air conditioner and your gauges and whatever else you have in your car so yes it runs off of fuel and you know say what you want about that but his point was this if a gas engine car has an alternator which runs the electrical system and charges the battery in your car, then why don't they make these quote unquote electric cars with alternators? and it makes perfect sense so if you have if you happen to have an electric car listening to the show, which I kind of highly doubt that's anyone in this audience but you know could be so correct me if i'm wrong go to twitter dtom underscore seventeen seventy five you go to my twitter pcgc underscore seventeen seventy five tell me i'm wrong but pretty sure you have whatever brand car you have you have to plug it in it has a whatever the the range is on that battery 300 miles 400 miles whatever whatever it is so you buy the car however much it costs you have to pay for the um charging station to be installed in your house now i have seen commercials lately where i think it's chevy i don't know what model the car is but I, i think one of them comes with the charging station, which it doesn't really come with the charging station. I'm sure it's added into the cost. So don't get your panties in a bunch and think you're getting a deal because I'm sure you're not. But nonetheless, so however much that cost you having a you know technician come out and install this charging station, which means if your electric bill at your house is two three hundred dollars a month, whatever it is. And in Florida, for those of y'all that live in Florida, you know this in the summertime your electric bill obviously goes higher because the air is always running so however much that more that will add to your electric bill i don't know but my point is is in his point was okay let's say you charge your car up it only has a 300 mile limit but if you're driving that car as the wheels are turning on said vehicle why wouldn't you put four alternators like alternator on each of those vehicle on each of those wheels You have it belt-driven, whatever. As the wheels turn, there's a belt connected to the alternator charging the batteries of the vehicle, enabling it to be a self-charging car. I mean, I'm not an engineer by any stretch of the imagination, but just being a part-time mechanic, it kind of makes sense, like... Why wouldn't you be able to use that technology? And furthermore, why aren't these cars equipped with solar panels? And I'm not saying that, oh, if we had solar panels on cars and if we had these alternators, you wouldn't need the charging station. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you probably still would need that. But in order to go a longer distance than, say, the 300 or whatever the mile range is on the vehicle, wouldn't that enable you to be able to take a longer road trip in said vehicle? And like I brought this up a couple weeks ago on a show about these cars, I'm like, well, what if you want to go somewhere? What do you you know? Like sometimes we go on a trip, we want to drive to wherever we're going. Well, what if that distance that we're going to is more than what the range is on the car? Number one, and then okay, we're we're our range is 300 miles, and we're going 500 miles, whatever. Well, how do I know then in 300 miles (laughs) there's going to be a charging station wherever that point is? You don't know that because they're not is randomly available as they might lead you to believe i saw a jeep commercial the other day and there was a their jeep oh they're out there four by four and they their electric jeeps and there's a charging station in a mojave not true <laughs> i'm sure there's not one out there but anyway so and chris brought up a good point when i was saying this to him he was like it's because they don't want you to go anywhere they don't want you to range outside of your environment wherever you're at makes sense But here in the great state of Florida, our governor is doing something about that. He just signed a bill on Friday, uh, $1.2 billion in tax relief, to help Florida families save on essential items. This is out of um, ABC9. I think this is out of Orlando.
1: Today, Florida's governor announced 10 upcoming tax-free holidays, including children's clothes and now diapers, which if you're a parent, you know these are expensive. I spoke to mothers who say this provides a big break. Diapers are one of those things you can't cut out of your budget. You, We have to have them. Elaine Carr is a first-time mom. Her daughter, Madeline, is 19 months old. If you had to guess, how much do you spend on diapers every month? Probably about $300. Parents will go through about 3,000 diapers in the first year of a child's life, according to the National Diaper Bank. Relief is on the way. Starting in July, diapers will be tax-free for an entire year for Florida families. It'll be a relief for us because, you know, that's what that's what's taking a big part of our budget right now. It's one of several sales tax holidays the governor signed into law today while in Ocala. All right. <laughs> The $1.2 billion package also includes tax exemptions on children's clothes, school supplies, tools, disaster supplies, and gas.
0: Families are going to be able to save for things that that really matter for them.
1: Carr says every penny counts. That's extra money we can spend probably going on a trip, really, you know, or doing something fun for our family, and that's huge you can find a full list of the tax relief holidays including the exact dates on wftv.com in ocala christy turner channel 9 eyewitness news
0: that's what our governor's doing what is y'all's governor doing this young man i'm going to call him young man because i don't think he's older than me um this is what he's doing for his citizens in this state this is what he (laughs) this guy is more presidential than the dipshit that's in the fucking White House or outside the White House, wherever he's at, is. This is what doing leadership shit does. This is helping your citizens out. Um, let me see if I can find the, the uh, list. I was reading it the other day, and I don't want to misspeak exactly what it is. So, one of them is a fuel tax holiday, which would be nice for it to be now, but it's not until October. But it's for the whole month of October, and I think they said it's like 24.5 cents a gallon. So, I mean, that's pretty substantial. Children's books from May 14th till August 14th. Um, Baby clothes. That starts July 1st of this year and runs to June 30th of next year. Children's diapers, you heard in the report, so that starts July first to June thirtieth of next year, and uh, so there's also July first through the seventh of this year, event tickets and rec equipment. So event tickets, I'm assuming, would be like concerts and sports, uh, sports game, you know, whatever, baseball, football, whatever. Um, rec equipment, so you know, it's a good thing if you if you have a kid that plays. Uh, baseball or softball or football or soccer or, you know, whatever, whatever other sports that are out there that you need equipment for, uh, now would be a good time, you know, starting July to stock up on that stuff. You know, when my son played baseball and football, it was very expensive. You had to buy cleats and you didn't have to buy bats and stuff, but, you know, we did. We bought bats and new gloves and so on and so forth. And, you know, if you can save, you know, on the sales tax, it's a little bit of a savings, right? um uh, energy star equipment or appliances rather so like your if you need a new water heater washer dryer uh, dishwasher fridge whatever that's a year that starts july 1st of this year to june 30th of next year not to mention those are sales tax reliefs also when you if you were to buy a new energy star appliance of, of whatever kind when you do your income tax you also get a rebate on your income tax disaster preparedness. Now they've been doing this in Florida for a while. Um, May 28th to June 1st, so that's everything to get you ready for hurricanes. so like batteries, flashlights, generators, you know, tape you know whatever it is you might need you know to, in getting prepared for a hurricane. Uh, they've also done this one for last for a while now. July 25th through August 7th, school supplies, clothing shoes, and backpacks. And uh, this one <clears throat> is interesting. Starts July 1st to the tw- uh, to June 30th of 24. So it's two years. Impact resistant windows doors and garage doors. Tax relief. And uh, tools and other home improvement items. September 3rd through the 9th. And I think that is it. So, I mean, that's pretty good stuff. You know, a lot of discounts. A lot of, you know, uh, tax cutting Things to help families. Um, like you heard the lady, you know, she said they spend like $300 a a month in diapers. It's expensive. My son and his wife have a 10 month old. He goes through diapers. My daughter has, you know, a 10 year old and a five year old. Obviously, they're not in diapers, but she's pregnant with another one. Um, doing like another month or so. Um, she opted to go the, uh, the cloth diaper so we just had a my wife had a baby shower for her on saturday and uh she's opting to go the cloth diaper route which should save money you know from from that obviously but point being is there's obviously an issue in this country and even though it's not a shit ton of money that we're going to be saving with these tax items it's it's a start You know, so in in Florida, obviously, we're bound to have a hurricane or bad weather over the summer. Take your opportunity to buy some some supplies. You don't have to buy doors and garage doors and windows, but oddly enough, me and my wife are thinking we actually, I shouldn't say we're thinking we've been thinking about getting new windows and stuff. So this might be an opportunity for us to save a little bit of money doing that so it's those types of things if you're able to if you've been wanting to do certain projects or whatever and you've been um you know ho humming about it here's an opportunity to save you just a little bit of money because doors and windows aren't cheap anyone that's gotten those done know that so if you can save whatever you know seven percent sales tax on that per dollar that ends up being a lot of money especially on like appliances doors and windows some tools you know so if you wanted to get like a nice air compressor or whatever like we bought a a generator a couple of years ago when they had the tax holiday you know you buy a $1000 generator you save 70 bucks I mean, it's the little things but my point being is here's a, a governor of a state you know what the what are we the third or fourth populous state in the country um doing things for his citizens that the president should be doing for the country instead he wants to change the gasoline from e10 to e15 to save us a little bit of money but realistically if you know a little bit about anything when it comes to gasoline and engines in the long run you're not saving anything. actually you're doing damage to your engine number one and like i said your engines aren't going to run as efficient therefore you're going to spend more money in gas in the long run so they're full of shit. they're putting a band-aid on a fucking bullet moon, and he's a fucking idiot and to prove so we move into the point of this, so if you guys recall back April fourteenth there was this big deal about the Ukraine sinking a Russian, the Russian flagship Moskva, right, and it was a big deal. Oh, look at that um, Ukraine blah blah blah, right? Well, come to find out u s Intel helped the Ukraine sink the Russian flagship um the flagship of the Russian Black Sea fleet sank on april 14 after being struck by two ukrainian neptune anti-ship missiles according to u.s officials so intelligence shared by the u.s helped the ukraine sink the russian cruiser and um confirming american role in perhaps the most embarrassing blow to vladimir putin's troubled invasion of ukraine now today uh may may 5th or i'm sorry may 9th is um I can't think of I think it's called Victory Day or Russian Victory Day, whatever it is. But it's a significant day in Russians' history. It was the day they defeated the the Germans in World War II. Putin sees this as that type of a situation. What he sees is that this we don't see it as much. We don't think about it a whole lot. I mean, granted, for the first month or so we were getting bombarded by what was going on. In the Ukraine, you don't really see as much as we used to see. You might see blurbs here and there, but um, they see it over there. This is a... It's, you know, being called the Russian-Ukraine conflict. They see it as a war, okay? Putin sees this as the beginning of the next war. Um, so if in his mind he believes, now that it's been confirmed, that we had something to do with this so it was being reported that it was drones and it's being reported that it's missiles the thing is is russian or american intel helped guide those missiles and or drones okay so say what you want oh it was ukraine that shot the missiles from the drone blah 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 whatever we basically said here they are right here hit them here here's the coordinates you know blah 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 whatever the way this can be interpreted, from Russia' standpoint, is that America is involved. Putin has threatened, for the last couple of weeks, for the West—not, I mean, not just necessarily us, but European uh, nations—but probably mostly us—to stay out of the middle of it. Obviously, we're in the middle of it. If we're—if we're not in the middle of it, we're probably the, you know, antagonizers of it. You know, and then we're throwing money at um, Zelensky. We're throwing equipment at Zelensky. We just signed a bill um, stating that now the president doesn't even need Congress's permission to give the money. So we're just handing money (laughs) hand over fist to the to the Ukraine equipment And it's what they call a loan, quote-unquote. So, like, we have the money to be just loaning to fucking countries, number one, but whatever. But Russia sees this as a form of aggression. You know, you can say what you want on our end. We're trying to help Ukraine, blah, 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 whatever. Russia sees this as, as a form of aggression. Even though we might not have troops on the ground, it's still our equipment... It's helping cause the damage. It's still our intelligence. It's helping with the damage. So today being the, the Russian whatever day it is over there, um, one of the things alluded to is that he's going to announce a doomsday. I think there's, you know, he does like a parade of uh, their military might and whatever. <sighs> I mean, say what you want. Maybe he's blown steam. Obviously... He feels some sort of way about this, or he wouldn't, <laughs> Russia wouldn't be doing what they're doing. Um, I fear that this, in my opinion, this isn't going to be in Afghanistan or a Vietnam or a Korea or a Iraq or anything else that's happened over there, wherever there is. We haven't seen conflict on this, in this country, since the Civil War. I mean, take uh terrorist attacks 9 11 take um pearl harbor take those instances out of you know of con you know i'm talking about actual battle you know war even world war ii with the exception of of pearl harbor nothing happened here right everything's been over there civil war was the last time any type of war was fought on these lands and that was between us I personally feel that if we get involved, not for nothing, but as I'm talking, the the uh, the festivities in Russia are going on now. So this is they're marching down the street and doing their thing. And, I mean, it's just a parade. I mean, it doesn't mean nothing. But I know he's supposed to give a speech in this, saying, uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, my point being is, I think if 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 Russia feels some sort of way that we, the United States, is involved more than we say we're involved, um, do they bring the war to us? It's not like we're not very close to Russia in the sense of Alaska and Russia, or we're like 100 miles apart, or anything that far. Who's to say? And who's to say China doesn't help, or North Korea, or Iran, or Syria, or whoever else we've pissed off? This is a big deal. It's bigger than people realize. And we're just brushing it off. Instead, we want to blame Putin for our gas prices and our no wheat and our no fertilizer. Fuck that shit. Putin, in my opinion, is the scapegoat to our issues here. He's doing whatever he's doing over there. But it's an easy excuse for us to obviously hate Russia even more. But more importantly, escape. uh, Give uh, Biden an escape for his ineptitude. But if we had a real leader, we wouldn't have these problems. Say what you want about Trump. I'm not saying you have to love Trump. I'm not even saying I want Trump to be the president again. Um, I sure as hell would take him over Biden and probably take him over just about anyone else. Um, But in my mind, it's a two-man race, even though neither of the men have declared to be running, and it's either Trump or DeSantis. That's just my personal opinion. Um, but nonetheless, I, I have a problem with this. So in, uh, we've noticed Trump's backing different, um, candidates running for whatever office. So just last week you had JD Vance in Ohio. He was running for the Republican nomination for Senate up there. And, um, at the time, I think he was in like third place. I don't recall the other people in the race, but Trump backed JD Vance. J.D. Vance won. So they are like, there's a win for Trump. Look, here's... See, but what you're having now is a problem in this country, right now in the Republican Party especially, where you have Trump backing um, candidates, but now you also have George Bush, or the Bush name, backing candidates. So one would think, well, who cares as long as it's a Republican? Well, it's a big deal because I think one in Trump recognizes more of the the underdog the the outside person whereas bush represents more of the establishment so although i voted for w knowing the things i know now would have not voted for him i probably still would have voted for him because i damn sure wouldn't want Kerry or gore in there right um But as I started to wise up to politicians, not necessarily parties but politicians, now I was blindsided by Barack. He said all the right things. He was an outsider, supposedly. He lied. (laughs) I mean, he, he was good at what he did. But I felt better about Obama than I did McCain. Was I wrong? Probably. But was I wrong? Who knows? Who knows that if McCain would have won, things would have been any better. Because in my opinion, between... uh, Really, between Daddy Bush, Clinton, uh, W, and Obama, you're basically, even though that's four different people in two different parties, you had a Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat. Those were four heads of the same monster. So... Would, would have McCain, if McCain had won against Obama in 08, would have made a difference? Probably not. Or was it 08, 12, 08? Yeah, 08. <laughs> I don't think it would have made a difference, personally. But nonetheless, so Trump is backing Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania for the Republican Senate. Now, I think there's five people. I don't know all the people. Pardon me for my ignorance, but I know Dr. Oz, Howard and the fuck... This guy is very much a liberal, his stance. If you go through his Twitter, I know uh, Jack Posobiec feels some sort of way about Dr. Oz and in listening to Posobiec. That's a lot of what I'm thinking. Okay, so McCormick, I think, is the other guy. I think that's his name. He is very much, he's backed by Bush. He's very much a uh, establishment kind of guy. But... uh You know, the the Republican Senate race in Pennsylvania seems to be a two-man race. But there's a lady in the race, too. And to me, personally, it seems to me she seems to be a better choice. And this is someone who Trump should, in my personal opinion, I really think that Trump should take a look at this lady. Her name is Kathy Barnett. She's a um, military veteran. Um, It is. It doesn't it shouldn't matter but I'm going to say this. She's a young black lady. Um I read her story her mother uh she, the, she uh, Kathy was a product of her mother being raped. Mother didn't have an abortion, decided to have the baby. Um she's a product of that. Um you know, and I'm not bashing Kathy. I, and and this is what I'm saying. So she came they had a debate this past weekend. And the five of them were up on stage. And uh she really uh, kind of let them have it.
2: We need to walk as free people. We need to remember that the Constitu- that COVID does not trump the U.S. Constitution. Those are some very key lessons that we should have learned coming out of this. We should have also learned what kind of leadership we really need at this moment. Uh, we lived through two years that felt like literal hell jumped out on top of us, with Democrats putting their foot on our throats, putting their foot on our businesses, their foot on our economy, their foot on our children. We should have learned a very valuable lesson of what kind of leader we need at this moment. We need people who are going to be fighters. We don't need people who are globalists in the way that they have lived their lives and ran their business. And although I think you're a magnanimous individual, but you and your corporation, McCormick, you are a part of the WEF, the World Economic Forum, you as well as you. Um, uh, Oz, uh, they're both part of the World Economic Forum. This is a very serious organization that has uh, an, a, a mindset of pushing globalism and ESG (environmental, social, governance). Okay, thank you, and Ms. we need to be mindful. Thank of Thank you, that. Ms. Barnett. 15-second quick response, sir, McCormick, Mr. McCormick.
1: Well, listen, I've run, I've, I've run two businesses wildly successful businesses I'm not going to apologize for my success I have done business around the world it makes me uniquely capable of understanding the global world that we work that we live in I've served in the military I've served in combat so I know how to deal with the challenges we face all right and just like President Trump that experience is going thank to make you. me a better senator. But that didn't
2: have anything to do with the world that, economic. can thank form. you let's continue on with Mr Bartos let him have a turn to speak
0: so <clears throat> I mean she's not afraid. Um, if you want to follow her on we Twitter, her, people. she's talking again, <laughs> her Twitter handles Kathy for truth, Kathy Barnett. Um, <clears throat> I don't know my personal opinion. Now, I think I just saw just before I started to record this, that she has pulled into the mix. She, uh, I think I, I wish I could find it real quick and I probably won't be able to but I think I saw where she is um in a three it's in a three way tie, and I wanna look this up just to be on the safe side. I don't wanna um speak out of school here so let's do a quick search possibly maybe not <laughs> as quick as I can be. I probably won't be able to find it now um I mean she's against uh, BLM. Okay, so here it is. Breaking P, uh, Pennsylvania primary is now a three-way tie between Dr. Oz, Kathy Barnett, and McCormick. So um, she's surging due to her deb- debate performance, and Oz is heavy negatives with GOP voters. So, I mean, she technically, it says a three-way tie, but it tr- I mean, if you want to be technical, she's about a percentage point behind Dr. Oz. But considering she wasn't even polling prior to that, I I mean, I personally, like I said, take it for what it's worth. I think that this is someone that Trump, if he's going to back someone, this is someone he should look at. And it's very important because she's one of the only people that you've actually heard call out the WEF, World Economic Forum. And it's very important because, um, you know, the WEF sucks, and I've said that. But um, now, having why is having someone like this in the Senate versus one of the other two important? Well, here's why. The United Nations joins the WEF to accelerate the 2030 agenda. Any doubts about the new world order ambitions of the United Nations and the WEF were recently in, eliminated when it was announced that the UN General Secretary Antonio Guterrer, uh, Antonio. Gutierrez, I don't know, and Klaus Schwab had signed an agreement to accelerate the 2030 agenda. Here's Antonio Guterres, uh, right here. Let's see what he's got to say. This here. afternoon, the Secretary General and Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, will, sign, will witness the signing of a Memorandum of Understanding on a strategic partnership between the UN and the World Economic Forum which outlines areas of cooperation to deepen engagement between the two institutions and to jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 Agenda. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. No. 2030 Agenda, guys. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you to Google it. Don't Google it. Go on DuckDuckGo and look it up because Google's going to give the official terminology of what it is. But transforming our world, the 2030 Agenda, and I used to be, I found this out, It was called the uh, 2050 agenda, and it had to be moved up because the world, like the things we're seeing in this country, we don't think about anything else but this country, and I get that. I'm fine with that, but the thing is, is everything that's happening here is happening everywhere. Look at the stock market today. Last I looked, it was 500 points down. It was 1,000 points down on Friday. I did a show back in, uh, shit, I think it was in October, called the, ne- the, Great, the New Great Depression. Guys, I'm telling you, history is repeating itself. We are 100 years past, not quite 100 years past the last Great Depression, just a little more than 100 years past the last pandemic that we had, the Spanish flu. Everything that happened to get us out of the Spanish flu is what's going on now to get us out of covid we are repeating ourselves. history repeats itself. Um, the world is going broke. It's just an American thing, so they had to fast forward this thing and then Trump was elected, and that kind of hit a speed. They hit a speed bump with that because they weren't able to implement it, thus bring in covid um so in uh, December of 2015, as a roadmap for imposing global, so- global socialism on every inhabitant of planet Earth, the document was adopted and approved by every one of the 193 member nations. Agenda 2030 is a system of total worldwide centralization of power, influencing everything from government to economies. And the 17 so-called substance, uh, substan- <laughs> Shit... sustainable development goals in the official document essentially served as a recipe for global socialism and corporatism for example one of the 2030 uh, goal calls in the UN government um, and every person on planet earth to reduce inequity within and among countries which can only be achieved if wealth is shared and income uh, equity equality I'm sorry is addressed wealth redistribution uh, now, how, where have we heard this before, right? Still, the UN document makes uh, it perfectly clear that to combat inequality domestically is simply not enough and that only international socialism can be truly effective at battling inequality. So basically, they want to turn the world. Now, you had 100, everyone in the UN, not every country in the world is in the UN, but most of them are. Every one of them signed this. So you think 2015? Okay, who was president? Who was oh, who was that? Trump. That no, was Trump, right? Trump. No. Trump. No. 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 It was Obama. And everyone else, and a lot of those leaders, quote unquote, were from the WEF uh, Young Leadership School. So, I mean, who in the fuck is Klaus Schwab, and what makes him so important? He wasn't elected. He basically made this shit up in the 70s, essentially. Got everyone on board, probably I'm, he's obviously a smart man, or at least he's a smart carnival barker. He's able to convince people that this is the thing we need to do. And people are like, yes. The first stage of their agenda, because I think back when he started this back '71, 70, whenever it was, was the European economic uh, I don't think it was forum, but it was something to that effect. Um, so the first stage of, of this agenda was the creation of the, um, European Union. That's what they want the world to be. And just look at the European Union in general. Is it working for them? No. So why would it work for the world? There's too many countries in this world that don't like each other you can't just say okay we're the we're the you know the world economic st- whatever countries of the world or whatever I don't know um, you're still going to have hatred between Iran and you know whatever <laughs> there's still going to be countries that hate each other how are you going to do this unless you plan on getting rid of world leaders Um, I I, I don't know and to 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 the point where this is agenda 2030 that those numbers aren't just numbers that's a date so they have less than eight years to get this party started why do you think everything seems to be moving so fast why do you think you have everything going on the way it is what's going on in our country what's going on in the world everything that's happening here is happening everywhere as far as inflation food shortages uh, gasoline problems, uh, now f- you, know, you hear fertilizer, now there's baby formula. I mean, it's one thing after another. The things that are happening here are happening everywhere. Why? It has nothing to do with Biden per se. It has nothing necessarily to do with the pipeline. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. It's part of the plan. So I think what I'm going to do so I have, let me see, let me, let me read on here. Um, the UN's initial target of Agenda 2030 was, of course, the children as a global organization devoted much of its efforts to transform the next generation into an army of agents of change. So that's important. So think about that. So their initial target, children as a global organization devoted much of its efforts to transform the next generation Generation into an army of agents of change. So what do we see going on right now? We see all these young kids. You see everything going on in the colleges. And, and forget about the world. Let's just take this country, for example. Look at what's going on in our colleges and our universities across this country. And even in high school. You have these things. Why do you think they're losing their fucking mind? Why do you think they now have the Ministry of Truth or whatever the fuck it's called? Why do you think these agencies exist? It's because look what happened in Virginia last year with the what was the Loudoun County school board and all that shit, and then with COVID, they thought COVID was going to be part of the great change to help with the great reset. What it really did was open parents' eyes to what were, these kids were being taught in school with CRT and Marxism and and these things. So, you know, you you get why far left the the people on the far left fight so hard to eliminate parents. From the education of their children. And you know when you have the fucking Attorney General Merrick uh, Garland calling parents domestic terrorists for opposing CRT. Because it gets in the way of, of what they're doing to our children. The indoctrination. Oct- <laughs> I'm really trying to talk well today. Indoctrinization. And it also explains why Joe Biden's recent declaration that children don't belong to their parents when they're in the classroom. And... um. You know, by the way, the Pope, a believer in Marxism as the answer to global warming and economic freedom, is also a fan of the agenda. He says, um, the adoption of the 2030 agenda for a sustainable development at the World Summit, which opens today, is an important sign of hope. So the 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 uh, fucking uh, summit is going on right now in Davos. Guys, they're fast-forwarding the shit. What are we going to do about it? And, and they don't care. They are the Ricky Gervais of, uh, of the world. I don't, I don't care what you think. It's interesting because of all the countries out there, I would say the one country that's really going to give them an issue is this country. But that's why... They've tried to do what they've done. Look at, I mean, if you have kids in college, I would pray to God that the people listening to this show that do have kids in college, they're not idiots <laughs> like their friends probably are. They have a brain on them. They, they listen to what mom and dad tell them. And may, not even so much tell them, like you need to believe what I say, but give them the options because they are being brainwashed and, and it starts in school, in not high school. I'm talking like elementary school. Um, why do you think <laughs> uh, they lost their shit when DeSantis banned all these books from school? Oh, he's banning books. No, he, he banned certain math books, oddly enough. And it was basically because the CRT, like when, when CRT was a main topic of discussion, no one's really talking a lot about it more so anymore like they were last year. But um, I think it was Joey Reeves, like, I don't remember having a CRT class. I don't see the CRT, uh, you know, textbooks and blah, blah, blah. You're right. You don't because they don't exist. What there is is the CRT is written into the textbooks. If you have math and you're doing word problems or whatever, the CRT is worked into that. They're worked into your grammar books. They're worked into it. And it's not obvious, but it's there. Uh, The World Economic Forum is a match made in heaven for the United Nations and Agenda 2030, especially when you consider the great reset agenda of Klaus Schwab and how he has leveraged COVID to promote it. So me and Chris had an interesting discussion about this. So one thing we were talking about was what okay who who is the wef what are they who cares they're they're just a an organization right what power do they yield right but on the flip side what power does the un yield so the un has a policing presence the wef doesn't so if the wef and the un join then you have a an arm uh, of enforcement behind the WEF so once they're going to start rolling this this agenda out they're going to force feed it to us they're not going to ease us into it there's too much rebellion and it's not even this come look what's going on in France and Australia there's things going on in this world people are standing up against this they don't like it and um, that's where in our personal opinion that's where the the UN joining with the WEF is a cause for concern because you don't think much about it. Oh, they're joining together. Okay, blah, blah, whatever. But what if? So what if the WEF said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We got to do this in America. Well, the UN is comprised of military from around the world. So whoever's in the UN, I think they have to commit so many, whatever percentage of their military to help the UN. So obviously... If they have to come into America to enforce whatever, they're not going to send U.S. troops in here, one would hope. One would hope none of this happens. I'm speculating, but uh, will it be Chinese troops? Will it be Russian troops? Hmm. Who's to say? Uh, In the meantime, they got us over here looking at a shiny object in the corner of the room, abortion. And uh, let's dox the judges and let's do this and let's do that. Let's fight against our neighbor. Let's... So it's a, it's, since at least Obama's presidency, we've had, let's say since about '08, we we've had a 14-year run of division in this country where one would have thought electing a, a black president would have helped unite this country. It, tried, it drove us further apart. And then even with Trump being elected, that didn't help Because, you know, much as what Biden said the other day, the MAGA crew out is extremist and dangerous and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Because, God forbid, we want to make America great again. Okay, so whatever. But that caused more division. And Biden, keeping pace with the division, if not more so. So we went from, during um, Obama's presidency, a lot of racial division. Trump presidency kind of continued with the racial division but it was a little bit different now it was cops killing black people and whatever and then with um with biden it's it was covid division it was vax versus unvaxed right so and then you have the crt which you, i don't want to blame biden crt isn't new they've been doing this we just happened to realize it so, I think what we're going to do is we're going to put a lid on today. I'm going to do some more digging into the WEF. I've done shows on the WEF, but I want to do a little more digging into this situation between the UN and the WEF and what it means to, to us especially, to the world really, but ultimately, this is Don't Tread on America, right? I know we have plenty of listeners from around the, the, the world. We just got a shit ton of listeners from France. I thank y'all. Um, but I think it's people like this to start the show starting to pop a little bit, guys. And I, I appreciate everyone that listens to the show that you're probably sharing it with your friends and, and whatever. But nonetheless, um, it's starting to gain traction. People are starting to see, you know, this is bullshit. You know, I want to be like that guy. I don't want to be tread on. This is bullshit. We've got to come together as one, whether it's America. Or this world, because we're all in this together. This isn't an American thing. This, what is going on with these people? This isn't the United States Economic Forum. This is the World Economic Forum and the UN, United Nations. They're trying to make this country, or this world, I should say, the United Nations. This isn't, they don't want us to have guns. They don't want us to store food. They don't want us to grow food. Why do you think the fertilizer shortages? Why do you think the things are happening that are happening? You can blame Russia all you want. I don't give a shit. Blame Russia. I think that's just the scapegoat for the problems. Or maybe not even the problems, but for them to further their agenda. They have an enemy. They can say it was all Putin's fault. In the meantime, you can't grow food. You don't need guns. You can't store food. And I told you about the law they passed. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's actually in the Patriot Act back in uh when was that o two that was signed right and that's something that we're going to get into our next conspiracy theory show in a couple of weeks will be on nine eleven I'll give you all a sneak preview that will be our conspiracy show we're going to really do a deep dive into nine eleven and it's not a story that you know it's not the story that you know planes into towers we go and kill Bin Laden. That's not the story I'm going to tell you, that me and Chris are going to tell you. It's going to be at least a two-parter, and those of you that listen to our d Files shows know that those shows are long, and it's going to be at least <laughs> two of those, if not more. Uh, so just stay tuned. We'll let you know when those shows are coming, because they are going to be a deep dive into 9-11. And it's not going to be so much as what happened on September 11, 2001, it's going to be what led up to that point and what came after that point. And when I say what led up to that point, not September 10th, I'm talking what happened years prior to that event. It's, it was a it was a uh, destruction in the making, so to speak. It wasn't just, you know, eight guys decided to get a wild hair up their ass and get a Uh, wild hair up their ass and get a couple of planes and do what they did it's more than that at any rate i'm going to put a lid on today it is uh, may 9th 2022 guys please 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 share this with your friends if you're listening to this on a podcast app whether it be apple google spotify iheart whatever you're listening to this on if you can give us a rating please do so five star would be the best thank you and share this with your friends keep this train rolling We're we're growing slowly but surely. Um I appreciate this. Um all I ask for you guys to do is share this show. That's all I ask. I don't have a Patreon, I don't do all this stuff, I don't beg for money, I don't sell t-shirts and hats and can koozies. I mean not yet. (laughs) But uh I just need y'all's help keep this thing going. Just share with your friends. That's all I ask. It doesn't cost you anything to hit that share button. And hit that 5 star. It doesn't cost you a dime. If you're listening to the show, you obviously like it. So at least you could do is help me out with that. Alright guys, with that being said... Like I said, it's May 9th, 2022. I will be back here Wednesday. I will dig more into the WEF. And uh, and probably some more shit that's going on this week. Uh, Supreme Court. We all know what happened there. I'll dig some more into that. And how how does that all equate into everything else that's going on. So... Guys, with that being said, follow us on social media, Don't Tread on America. Go to our website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com, and I will see you on Wednesday.